We're very excited about the Christmas season, and we want to set forth like a, a missional statement for this month and going forward. Here it is, Jesus at the center. Instead of Jesus being first, and then we try to prioritize everything else, let's make Jesus the priority at the center of every priority. So it's Jesus at the center of my heart, Jesus at the center of my family, Jesus at the center of my money, my career, my hobbies, Jesus at the center. When we're talking about Jesus being at the center, it's about lordship. And there's no better time to bring a strong message on the lordship of Jesus Christ than at Christmas, because to me it's the central message of Christmas, that the babe born in the manger was the one to be highly exalted and given a name above every name. And I want you to go with me to Philippians 2, and let's set the passage. Philippians 2, starting at verse 5, and allow this passage to be meaningful to, you, meaningful to you today and as we go through this season. Starting at verse 5, it says, In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place, gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth, and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord. Let me say that phrase again, that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The proclamation, the statement that Jesus Christ is Lord is, it is the message of New Testament Christianity. I want to be very careful to note that it's culture that has created the idea that we can know him as Savior, but then it's kind of up for grabs whether or not he's our Lord. New Testament Christianity, as its central message, is Jesus as Lord. It's not optional. It knows nothing about separating the two. He was highly exalted, and every knee, every knee will bow and acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord. In Acts 2, God said he made Jesus to be both Savior and Lord. 750 times in the New Testament, Jesus is referred to as Lord. So central to what Christianity is about and the message of Christmas, it's Lordship. Jesus at the center is about understanding the lordship of Jesus Christ. God highly exalted him. There's one Greek word that's used to express highly exalted. It's the only time that Greek word is used in the Bible. And it's such an amazing word that it means like super eminently exalted. Like every adjective you could come up with would still not really bring the strength 
of what Paul was communicating in that God highly exalted Jesus Christ. He's highly exalted. And when you look at Jesus, you are seeing the full testimony of everything the Old Testament said about the Lord. Take a quick tour with me in the Psalms, and I pray on your device or in your Bible, you will pull up these passages right now, and let's see the strength of this point. Psalm 83 verse 18 says, Let them know that you, whose name is the Lord, that you alone are the Most High over all the earth. He is in a class by himself. He's not a God among many gods. He is the only God, the Lord exalted above all the earth. Psalm 97, 5. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord, before the Lord of all the earth. Psalm 95, 3. For the Lord is the great God, the great King above all gods. Amen. Psalm 103, 19. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Psalm 113, starting at verse 1. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, you his servants. Praise the name of the Lord. Let the name of the Lord be praised both now and forevermore. From the rising of the sun to the place where it sets, the name of the Lord is to be praised. The Lord is exalted over all the nations, his glory above the heavens. You see the picture? The picture that we are getting when you hear the word Lord is that the Lord is exalted above all gods, incomparable, exalted above the heavens, above the nations, above the hosts. He has all righteousness and all strength. This amazing picture that unfolds in the Old Testament finds its full expression in Jesus. Now fast forward to Luke 2, a passage we often hear at this time of year where the angels declared to shepherds, we bring you good news of great joy, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Now understand the magnitude of that announcement, that proclamation. Everything that we've seen in Lordship of the Old Testament is now being announced by the angels that it resides in this baby who is there in the manger in Bethlehem. That baby, baby Jesus, he is the one who is Lord. Lord over nations. Lord over creation. He's incomparable. He is the Lord of all lords. He is God of all gods. There's no one else like him. No one else beside him. And it's this very one who will be highly exalted and given a name that is above every other name. Both in this world and the one to come. When we come to Christmas and Christianity, it's all about Jesus being at the center. He's not added on. He's not tacked in. He's not remade in our own image to fit our philosophy. He is Jesus Christ the Lord, the highly and exalted one. Bless his name. He not only has this utmost position, not only is he the object 
of our praise and the center of it all. He has unending power. Jesus said, all authority has been given unto me, which means he is the Lord over sin. He is the Lord over death. And who else can make that claim? Who in all history can make that claim? He and he alone is Lord. Lord over sin. Lord over death. Now, I remind you of verse 9 in Philippians 2. It says, therefore... God highly exalted him, raised him to the highest place, and gave him the name that is above every name. It says, therefore, God highly exalted him. Therefore means why God highly exalted him. Why did he highly exalt him? That takes you back to verse 8, where Jesus humbled himself and died the death of the cross. So it takes you back to The God-man, fully God, fully man, who was born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, and then bore every sin of all humanity to the cross, died, and then was raised to life again, highly exalted because of who Jesus is, because of the life he lived and the death he died. Therefore, God highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name. And it is at that name, it is at the person Jesus Christ that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. What will their confession be? That Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus at the center. Jesus at the center of my heart. The center of our church, the center of of all my relationships, the center of my career, the center of every interest, every passion, every hobby. Jesus at the center of it all. The Lord over sin, the Lord over death, meaning he has the power to rule. He's been given the name above every name. 92 times in the book of Acts alone, Jesus is referred to as Lord only twice does the book of Acts refer to him as Savior? I want to I make this very clear. It is people that has presented the idea that you can know Jesus as Savior, but not necessarily your Lord. That is not Bible. I made a statement leading into this message, and I want to put it on the screen for you because I think it's important. We cannot choose Jesus as Savior and refuse Him as Lord. It's not an option. We cannot choose Him as Savior and refuse Him as Lord. The biggest mistake we could make this time of year or any time is to buy into the Christmas story but never submit to the Lord Jesus Christ. To like say, I believe it, and I will even patronize Jesus by singing the songs of the season. But my life will be far from the very truth that my lips proclaim. Oh, come let us adore him. That's all about honor. You've probably sung that 
More times than you could count, and we'll sing it in this season along the way. My prayer is that the weight of what we're saying will rush in over our hearts. That when we say, oh, come let us adore him, it's honor because he's Lord. Lord over all the earth, over all creation, over all nations, over all peoples. Lord over all. And when we say, oh, come let us adore him, I am submitting to Savior Lord. He is my Savior who's forgiven me and out of his mercy lifted my guilt and my shame. And he is also the leader of my life. And I didn't make him Lord. He's already Lord. And when I get saved, I, I am introduced to the Savior who is Lord, who leads me, and he guides me. You've heard the story, but let me just remind you of the guy that worked at the zoo. And, you know, the owner of the zoo came and said, the gorilla died. We've got all these school groups that have come. They want to see the gorilla. We have a gorilla costume. You're going to get in it and get in that gorilla cage, and you are going to act like a gorilla. And so he does it. And man, the kids are like amazed. And the guy's like getting into it because they really think he's real. And man, he's climbing on the gate and he's swinging. And he gets so into it that he swings and falls over into the lion cage. And the lion pounces on him. And the guy's like, oh no. And he starts screaming, help, help. And the lion says, shut up, man, or we're both going to get fired. <laughs> so like nobody was real. It was all a veneer. And I would like for you to consider that as we ask ourselves, is Jesus at the center or is it just a veneer of lordship? Is it just a veneer of Christianity? What we need and what the world needs of us are those who have surrendered and submitted to the Savior Lord. He's everything. He's first. He's everything. It's not Jesus, then my family. It's Jesus and Jesus at the center of my family, the center of all of my life. He is everything. Everything orbits around Jesus. And when we live that way, light shines in the darkness and points other wayward, broken, hurting, lost people to the one and only Jesus Christ who can do the same for them as he has done for you. That's what life is about. Have you bowed your knee? To Jesus Christ. I wish I had the time to sit down with each one of you individually and just ask that question. Have you bowed your knee to Jesus Christ? Romans 10 verse 9 says, If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Have you bowed your knee and confessed with your mouth that Jesus is Lord? If you have, then you know the power of grace, how free, how life-changing, 
how transforming, how it has assigned meaning to your life, how it has clarified purpose, the very reason you were created, the reason you're here, began to discover the destiny for which you were created, the providential plan of God over your life, and you live that out empowered by God, blessed in ways that you could never even imagine or think and beyond any imagination or dream. And when life here is over, you enter this full eternity that he has prepared for you. Have you bowed your knee and confessed with your mouth that Jesus is Lord? You can do that right now. You can do that today. Your life can change. Your past does not have to be your future. If you refuse and you wait too late, you will ultimately confess with your mouth. You will bow your knee. And with your mouth, you will confess that he is Lord. But at that point, it will not lead to salvation. It will lead to condemnation. Because you waited too late and before God, you are sin-soaked. And you stand condemned by your own unbelief. You will bow. If you bow today with your heart and your life, you will be forever changed. I believe in grace. I believe the person who said, if if you haven't preached grace to the point that it sounds like a license to sin, you've never preached grace. It's like it's that good. But the reason grace is so awesome is because sin is real. The reason there is an open door to salvation is because one day that door will close. The reason there was an ark of safety is because there was a flood on the way. The reason there's a cross that opened up redemption to all humanity is because there is an eternity that apart from a relationship with him, you are separated from God and you're cast into an eternal lake of fire. The good news is so good because of the weight of this choice. Have you bowed your knee and confessed with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord? You can do that today. We will celebrate that with you. It will be the most important, wisest choice you have ever made. Grace is amazing and his love is so deep that it can go to the core of who you are and change you from the inside out. No more posing, no more appearing to be one thing, but you're really another. No more masks. Today they come off and you submit to Jesus. For the first time you're authentic. Not perfect, far from it, but saved, forgiven, 
filled with mercy, experiencing mercy, washed by mercy, and knowing that the future is one of hope because you are now forgiven and in relationship with Jesus Christ the Lord who will uncomplicate your life one miracle after another. That's the good news that we share with you today.